You know, preparing for and having a successful singing performance, when you get no rehearsal, you don't know the room you're going to be in, or the sound person is not easy. I call these mystery performances. I just had one singing at my sister's out-of-state wedding, and I'm telling you, the steps that I took before I got there and once I got there made it possible for me to sing with confidence and shine like a star. Recently, I shared these tips and strategies with the members of one of my Confident Vocalist Circle classes, and I thought I'd share it with you. I'll be sharing this on the podcast because I had several people message me after the class, and they shared how much of a game changer it was, and so I wanted to make sure you had that insight as well. Here we go. You're listening to Confident Singing Made Simple. Whether you want to sing professionally or just want to impress your friends at karaoke, this show is for you if you want more consistency control and choices in your voice and performance skills. I'm your singing coach and host, Deanna Mayo. Thanks for joining me today. Let's get the party started. There were a couple lessons I learned, though, that I'd love to pass on to you from it because, you know me, if I have an experience and I learn something from it or it reinforces something I learned, I like to make sure to share it with you. So when you're going into a let's call it a mystery performance, right? So you don't know exactly what's going down. You haven't had any kind of rehearsal. Um, You know, uh, that's kind of what I call mystery. It's like, I don't really know what's going to go down, right? So um, first off, I always try to find out as quickly as possible who's responsible for sound and be nice to them. Now, that's not to say you wouldn't be nice to them otherwise (laughs) because you're nice people, but build a relationship as quickly as you can with them and ask for what you need, right? So um, I knew the person who was running sound, the DJ. Um, He's been friends with my sister for a number of years now, but he never worked with singers. And I knew that the microphone he had was probably not going to be very good. So I paid attention because I didn't get any rehearsal, right? Nothing. I emailed him the track and that was it. I showed up at the day and when it was time for me to go up, I grabbed the mic and he started playing the track and that was it. Um, So listen, if you can, ahead of time to the quality of the mic and how it sounds. So it was kind of a scratchier microphone, which to me, I meant that meant I needed to not give it a ton of sound because it was probably a little busted inside. You know, Robert, um, when you've done sound before and you know that like the tweeter is not, and you get that funky kind of crackly sound, that's what it sounded like. So I couldn't tell if it was the mic or the speaker, but I knew I needed to be crystal clear if the mic was already going to work against me. Yeah, and it was better for me to be quiet and have him boost up the sound than to me be belting it and crackle, crackle, crackle. Yeah. Um, know where the speakers are. And don't be in front of them because you get feedback. Yeah, so feedback is when the microphone is picking up sound from the speaker. So if I'm in front of the speaker and I'm making sounds, the speaker is blasting them this way. They go in. Now you have feedback. Um, However, you don't want to be so far from the speaker that you can't hear your track. (laughs) It's like magic, right? Like, where's the sweet spot? 
Um, here's another tip that people won't tell you. Have a friend in the audience or someone give you a sign if you're not loud enough. So I asked my niece and the maid of honor, who's been my lifelong friend, I she might as well be my sister. I said, if you can't hear me enough, do this. And the audience thinks this means great job, but it actually means up. Yeah. And they did. So I pulled the mic a little bit closer. Not because and I could have been louder in my projection, right? But again, I didn't want to be topping out the mic with my signal. So I just moved the mic a little closer. Bes I mean, all this stuff we know, like you should know the notes, you should know the rhythm, you should know the words, right? I also recommend that you have either people to look at in the audience who are going to, you know, if that doesn't make you nervous, like friends and family, or you plan on looking people right here. If I look at you right here above your eyes in the middle of your forehead, it looks like I'm looking at you, but I'm not looking you in the eyes. And so mm -hmm. I avoid that nervousness that can happen when you look somebody in the eye. Uh, it's saved me many times. I mean, I don't tend to get nervous very often, you know, now. I'm more excited, but this, I was nervous. I mean, it's yeah. my sister's wedding. It's high stakes. Add on top of it, I moved away from there. I'm the only person that's ever moved away from there for a single <laughs> job 23 years ago. They've never heard me sing professionally. So here I am, like prodigal daughter coming back, trying to prove herself. <laughs> Right? Like, I needed to bring it. Yeah. I, and I told my sister ahead of time, I'm not going to look at you during the song or doing the speech beforehand because I don't want to get emotional and blub. And she said, I understand. Right? So I told her that ahead of time. And, of course, it goes without saying, you know, practice, practice, practice. Um, practice until you can't possibly stomach practicing anymore. But that does not mean... Sing, sing, sing. It means listen to it. It means recite the words as a poem in your head. It means do your vocal exercises. I think sometimes people think, oh, practicing means that I have to do it out loud. And then they wreck their voice. I said the words as a poem to my niece. She's eight, she's seven. I asked for her help. Right? And she was like, that's pretty, Aunt Deanna. I'm like, good. I didn't write it. <laughs> I sang it to her, right? I did my vocal exercises. I I thought the words and the tune while I listened to the background track. I listened to the example track. So you can mix up all the different practice components. And then uh, the last thing, and this is personal preference from, you know, 43 years of being on stage now. Don't drink alcohol ahead of time. Whether you, I, I'm not against people drinking alcohol, but it does two things. One, it impairs your ability to think straight, and you're already nervous. You don't know what's going to happen. You haven't been in the room before. You don't know the sound person. You don't know the quality of the audio, whatever it is. It's better to be as clear-headed as possible. I'd rather you be nervous and clear-headed than less nervous because you drink. Drink after your song's over. Do, do whatever you would have drank beforehand, drink it after if you want. Do double shots. I don't care. I just don't think it's a good idea. You want to be as clear-headed as possible. 
And the other reason is alcohol is a, um, it's not technically a diuretic, but it pulls the moisture out of your body. It's very drying. So already you're nervous. Your mouth might be dry. And now you're going to drink something that sucks the moisture out of your body too. Don't do it. Drink it after. That's my, um, and if you are going to drink anything uh, otherwise, like not alcohol, don't drink carbonated because um, you get the burps. The last thing you want, when you don't know what the hell is going on, you're already nervous, you haven't heard the sound system, you don't know what the mic's like, you're trying to make a good impression, is to belch in the microphone. And I say this because I've seen people do it. And here's the good news. I knew the sound person. I knew what to do. I knew my song. I didn't drink ahead of time. I was ready. I brought it. Um, Oh, I forgot one other thing. This is so important. Practice in your actual clothes and shoes. So sometimes you go to a performance, you're wearing clothes you wouldn't normally wear. You're dressing up a little bit. If maybe you're a bridesmaid or whatnot, your mother or the bride, you know, you might be wearing shoes you don't normally wear, a dress you normally wear, and you might have on support garments underneath like Spanx. You got to practice with all that stuff on and walking in the shoes into the room. Like that way you're not tripped up literally <laughs> by shoes that are um, not easy to walk in. Or if they're really high heels and you're not used to that, you want to practice in those. Um, you know, if you put on any kind of shapewear underneath, that binds you in a way that makes your clothes look the way you want them to look, but it might be harder to breathe. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's good to practice in your clothes. So there you go. Is this helpful, useful as we get back into the world opening up a little bit? Definitely. Definitely. Those are all the ones I just experienced for singing for that wedding I just did. Yeah, I was going to ask how it went. And and it went just that way. I mean, seriously. It was one wow. it was one of those things where cuz nobody knew I was singing. They yeah, knew it was supposed it was to be a surprise, right? So that was a mysterious performance and then the other part was is that I did get to do a rehearsal a day or oh, so before at good. the place without my cousin knowing I was doing it. Right. My wife and I went over and my aunt, and so I got a chance to sing it once. Unfortunately, the equipment <laughs> that I'd done it on the first time sounded amazing. And it wasn't that, what they had. When it, was time, when it was time to do the DJ's equipment, because he used their stuff, and yep. they would not yep. allow no one to plug another system into the system, so they have two, so I had to use the... DJ system and that part where you talked about not being near the monitors and yep. being a, not too far away from the, the speakers, that effect happened. Yep. And it does take two people or maybe three. You can have somebody staged to let you know when they're not hearing you. Yep. And so I did get that kind of thing. But the cool part about it is, is that I don't know if maybe everybody was drunk already or whatever, but... <laughs> But I had a lot of amazing feedback from several people. Everybody I'm sure it was wasn't because yeah. they were drunk. I'm sure it was because you did a good job. Well, no, yeah. they seemed to like it. So, so yeah. I, I was okay. cool with it and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's what I did. I was like, I know that if I, if I just trust my trust my training, right, uh, and be present, right, I'll be fine. Because here's the thing. And, and I say this to all of you, and I mean it. 
in most of the rooms you're in, you're going to be the best singer in that room. Not every room, but you're going to be the you're going to be the best singer or nearly the best singer in every room you're in from now on. And here's the other thing, I got the mic. So right. even if I'm not the best singer in the room, as long as the best singer don't get up and sing, I'm good. Right. <laughs> and I was really I did a really great job. Once again, thank you so much for being here with me today. Now, if what you heard today resonates with you and you want to continue the conversation, then I want to personally invite you to join our private community over on Facebook. It is filled with singers just like you who are rowing their boat in the same direction. So visit us over at Confident Singing Made Simple on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Confident Singing Made Simple. Until the next time, here's to your fantastic success.